Hi, I'm Christina Davis, and welcome to the Crazy Nomad Podcast, where we talk about the real side of working and living as a digital nomad, the raw, unfiltered, crazy, funny, wild, sometimes difficult side of those living outside of the normal nine to five. So get ready, sit back, because here are some crazy nomads. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Crazy Nomad Podcast. Super excited again for another amazing guest. Today, I have my friend B on here. So excited for her to tell your story, everything that's, you know, happened to her in Bali, all of the above. It's, you know, been an insane ride that I've been along to see. Um, but thank you so much for coming on the show. You're welcome. Thank you for having me here. <laughs> of course, anytime. So give us a backstory. How'd you get to Bali? What's your, you know, your travel life? All of it. <sighs> tell us a little bit. Okay, so started traveling about four years ago. I was in, I'm from England, so started traveling about four years ago. Ended up landing in Vietnam three months later with like 200 pounds my name. And yep. that was when I hit the first like, holy shit, like I don't wanna go home from this life. Like mm-hmm. I wanna stay. And I rang my dad and I was like, dad, I've got 200 pounds, like not even enough money to go home. You know? Yep, I'm stuck. <laughs> yeah, like, oh. And he was like, I will pay for you to come home but I will not pay for you to stay. And I was like, right, well, I'm staying. So I had a TEFL, which is like an English teaching qualification. Mm -hmm. And I remember my first job, I decided to stay in Vietnam. My first job was like me working for this family of four, just like teaching them ABC. And then I just built my way up, stayed there for a while. And then I realized that I was still living in the nine to five bubble of that, but in Vietnam. So I'd moved closer to my dream, but like, not quite yeah you know so I was tra- I was able to travel more and more and then I decided after three years of living in Vietnam so I built a home there I would travel like on the weekends or like in the holidays and then I decided to go to Bali and then decided to go home first got stuck during COVID in England which like times. solidified the like reason that I wanted to travel full-time and then finally I arrived here so when did you arrive in Bali? November. 2020. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's and on my brain, I'm always like, what year is it again? I don't like, think it's 2021. Like, I know, I know. I always forget that too. Um, yeah, so you got here in November. I got here in December, yeah, end of December. So what was it like when you got first got here in terms of like, because you came by yourself. Yeah, so that was quite funny because I was meant to come with a friend. Actually, I'd spoke to multiple people about coming and it had always been my dream. Like I remember being on a beach four years ago with my mom here and I still got the picture and I turned to her on like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the town that no one can um, on the beach and be like, mom, one day I'm going to live here. And now I live five minutes from that beach. Yeah. Like five minutes. I know. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Like pure manifestation, pure like dedication to the goal. And um, where was I going? Yeah, so I decided like that is where I need to be. I need to be here for a reason. And my friend dropped out last minute. She decided not to come. And it was like a, should I stay or should I go yeah. moment? Yeah. And I was like, well, there's nowhere to stay. Like it's not England. So where am I going to go? So yeah. I came and I remember I had like one friend here because of social media again, you know, like so beautiful. And then, I, yeah, I was pretty much alone. I remember getting here and being in a room and being like, yeah oh 
on. I'm like, I've done this before. I've done it. Again. I'll do it again. But it's still like shit scary when you get yeah. there, you know? It's like putting like, yourself out there. Yeah. And then I feel like it's one of those things everyone's always so nervous. People always say, how do you do it by yourself? And I'm like, yeah. don't think I'm not nervous. Like, no. don't think I'm not scared. Like, you go into you're like, okay, I know absolutely no one. Like, I don't want to be the weirdo who walks up to someone in the store and be like, hi, my name's Christina. Nice to meet you. Like, I know. obviously don't do that. But there's like ways obviously to meet people and slowly but surely you yeah. get friend groups and you you know get out there and stuff um and obviously as we met through a friend <laughs> of who had you met through bumble bff bumble like, yeah <laughs> yeah so obviously bumble bff like i think people actually don't take enough advantage of because no. so many girls are here by themselves yeah and i mean i met davina through that and then I met you and then I met another girl and then we all ended up out one night and then you know like and that was just a a like a decision of switching from the dating thing to a friend thing and it's like whoa like all of the things that have happened afterwards Mm -hmm. you know would not have happened if it wasn't for that yeah so I remember the (laughs) first time I ever met you um this is how small the world is of Bali Mm -hmm. um my Davina was my roommate and she texted me and was like, Hey, I met, like I met these two girls in Bumble BFF. We're going to go for a drink at sunset. Do you want to come? And I was like, yeah, I'll pop through whatever. And she texted me and she was like, you guys know someone similar. And she didn't really <laughs> say anything else besides that. She just texted me the side. And then when I got there, I was like, I met you, said hello. And then Davina was like, yeah, so you two like share someone in common. <laughs> and I was like, why don't I still didn't like pick up what was going on. And so the guy who I was chatting to for like two weeks and spent New Year's with <laughs> was a guy you were actually dating for a few months. Yeah. So that was like, okay. <laughs> and I mean, that's what's also, I think, beautiful about traveling that like at home, I feel like that would have been an issue and it would yeah. have been like, you know, cat hiss. Like, I don't yeah. want to ever talk to you. But I was kind of like, well, <laughs> this is kind of funny. Yeah. This shows me what I've been like thinking about the whole time of like this isn't the dude for me yeah <laughs> and the intuitive signs that like it, this was not the dude for me yeah and I made a friend out of it so it's yeah. like a win-win you know like I learn and I found a friend yep I remember know? standing there being like is this gonna be awkward is this like, not because like out. obviously like I stopped talking to him at that point probably a couple weeks maybe like two weeks earlier or something um and then I was like oh and I was like oh she's still talking to him because I really think she shouldn't anymore (laughs) like um and obviously you came to your own conclusion over time but it was funny how like a friendship kind of just sparked out of that yeah and it did like super quick yeah it was just like an organic whatever and I was like oh screw boys like you know that whole girl gang get together and be like I whatever boys suck which they do at times you know um and so we ended up becoming like good friends and we you know chatted a bunch I think we just collect like we're very different yeah we're super different people um but we just like kind of it was like a vibe and I think that's so the best part about Bali and traveling in general is you meet people who are so different from you you know whether it's their views how they grew up or just how they live their life but you like all have this common ground of like freedom and travel and whatever and it kind of brings like people together um and you know like I said we just ended up clicking and hanging out and then still to obviously still to say I will never forget the fact that I asked you to come out one night and like you just weren't gonna come and I was like come come on you'll have so much fun and your whole ball experience after that night kind of just changed like it was went for a whirlwind so do you want to give a little yeah so I was literally gonna say to you when you say common ground I was like and like that fact of 
we're all kind of alone here until mm. we're not alone here. Yeah. So it's like when you really need people, it's that family aspect of like this person's alone. What would I do? Okay, now we're family. And you, yeah. you create... Str- and I just got like goosebumps. <laughs> I want to cry. Um, because that we all know that we've not got that and yeah. we can't have that and especially with COVID it's like you can't just call your family and they yeah. can come overseas and no. you can't just leave so you know oh my god and yeah so what happened that night was uh Christina invited me out and I was kind of like mm, not sure like whatever and then I was like no come on be like you need to make more friends you need to push yourself went out and unfortunately as I was driving home I had a motorbike accident in which I pretty much bashed my face in completely broke my jaw in three places i know because i had chills thinking about it (sighs) and i mean this was three months ago so fourth of feb yeah yeah. Uh, nearly like exactly three months ago which is also crazy like it doesn't yeah like i'm I'm back like speaking again you know know. still recovering massively but like a lot more normal and basically that night i crashed quite late at night and someone got hold of you the hospital was calling. The hospital was calling. Yeah, they took she your phone and they were calling like everyone who you like last spoke to. On oh, the really? Phone. Yeah. I didn't even know that until yeah. now. They called a bunch of Jeez. people, um, and then obviously one of uh, your friends answered and ended up going to the hospital, and then took your phone from there and was like texting. And I didn't see the messages until about like probably two o'clock Jeez. in the morning because I forgot my phone on uh-huh. the kitchen table. And then I was going to set an alarm, and I was like. Oh my god! I was like, "Where's my phone?" And I walked out and I saw all the messages and I was like, "Oh my god!" And I was like, "I don't know what to do right now because obviously, like, I like I was like, I don't know. Like, obviously, someone was with you, so it's like, mm. what can I do in this moment? Yeah, I don't even yeah, know if yeah. I'm allowed in the hospital because the COVID, the COVID rules yeah. were so crazy. Like, you couldn't just have a bunch of people come. No. Um, and I remember I think I spoke to you maybe the next day, the next morning because I think mm. I came the next day or the day after. Yeah, you did. Because I was in ICU, so they wouldn't let anyone in. They would only let... And I was begging for that person to, like, come and somebody be with me. I was like, don't leave me alone, you know? And I didn't know that person very well either, you know? But you you all came in, and I mean, like, literally Christina's turned up with... I'll never forget the green... The (laughs) The moringa juice. They were giving me, like, water, and I broke my jaw at this point. Yeah, so your jaw was was wired shut. Was it before the surgery? It was after the surgery. It was after the surgery, Yeah. yeah. So I'd just had surgery. I'd woken up, and I'd not known what was going to happen to me because yep. it was all in Indonesian I was like concussed yep. so I woke up with my jaw wide shut and she was like do you need anything and I was like juice something <laughs> like, just yeah some juice. not some hospital stuff yeah and but then I, yeah. I couldn't imagine like the feeling of waking up like in a hospital where it's not even English speaking like no. I mean, obviously they try they're but, amazing like, yeah but but still. it's still not the same like you're just in a foreign country waking up you yeah. know after a traumatic accident and just being like like what 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 just happened happened, you know know. and also like that week that one that first week I don't really remember much of it I think it was like such a whirlwind it was just like people faces like coming in because I was most I must have been severely concussed I didn't yeah you were in and out of it but yeah like and on a lot of medication yeah but it was just like you know I pretty much had one very close friend at that time because it was I got here in November and it was February yeah and a lot of that time the first in 2020 I was just working so Mm -hmm. I wasn't really making much effort to like get friends yeah and I had one really close friend and the rest it was like people I'd met two weeks before yeah and you know like imagine if I'd have turned around to you when I'd have found out that situation when we met and been like I don't want to be your friend but instead of like instead of being open-minded like I was supported. Yeah. And if I, I was supported, like, fully. And if it wasn't for that, like, 
I would have been in a lot, you know, because I couldn't do anything. Like, so no, I'm in Bali. I've broke my jaw in three places. I can't move, you know, like, I can't do anything for myself. You couldn't, you couldn't really talk in the beginning. No, I couldn't even talk. Yeah. I was in pain. I was weak because I had so much damage. And these people that I just met were bringing me juice, bringing me food, you know. I had to rely completely on these technically strangers, you know, yeah. and that's what's so beautiful about traveling and uprooting your life because you find a new one and it's those strong bond, bonds that you make, you know? A hundred percent. I remember walking into the, I felt so bad. Like I was just like, oh my God, like whatever. And so obviously with COVID, like there wasn't a lot of people no. allowed to, in. You were, yeah, you were struggling to even get like, because there was a different rotation after one yeah, of the finds, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, wasn't coming to see as much anymore and trying to get new people in and like, I remember everyone had to get, like, COVID tested every three days yeah. to go and, like, get into your blood test and whatever. You literally had a needle in your arm for me, like. Yeah, I remember, <laughs> oh, my God, I remember sitting down and then I was like, whatever. I don't really, I don't really care for needles. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. Like, just stick it in. They couldn't find my veins. So they're just, oh, they're in there just digging around and I'm yeah. sitting outside on, like, in the hospital's on a main road. So I'm just sitting out, the car's driving yeah, by. Outside, like, haven't they? Yeah, they're doing my blood work on, like, in the parking lot along the main road, <laughs> just digging into my arm for the whatever. And obviously, COVID tests were fine and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I remember coming in and, like, I walked in and you kind of just, like, broke down because yeah, yeah. obviously it's overwhelming. Like, you're in a space where you're insanely vulnerable. Yeah. Like, in that moment, you know, you don't really have the ability to, like, you want to be strong, but my God, like all this just happened. And, you know, you, like you said, you don't have your family. You don't yeah. have whatever. You can't just run to your mum and hug it, you know? And like mm-hmm. in those times, that's what you want. 100%. And that's what you need. And if you don't know people well enough, it's like there is that boundary. And like, thank God I work in that field. But like, you know, if I hadn't have done that work on myself of like being able to receive. And it was hard for me to ask, you know, like even to ask, hey, can you go get me a juice? Yeah. It, I realized it was really hard for me to ask that, even though it's like people are like, well, no worries, you know, like no problem whatsoever. Because at one point I couldn't even walk to the door to get the grab driver yeah. to like drop off the juice. I couldn't pay anyone. I had no cash. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, it's, it is wild. And I think it's, you know, you have to kind of let your guard down because mm-hmm. like you need people's help in the moment. Yeah, and yeah. I remember, you know, all of our friends did a group chat and, you know, with my dad. Yeah, I remember I was in the group chat with your dad, your mom, whoever. Just like being like, is she okay? She's good. And I was like, yeah, we're visiting her. Like, don't worry about it. Like, we will. I was like, her Bali fam will absolutely take care of her 100%. Um, and I'm sure that was really helpful for your parents, too. Oh, God, yeah. Because, like, he was like, I'm going to buy them all a beer when, when you're better. He's actually coming next month, I think. Really? So oh he'll my be like, God. where's Christina? Yeah. No, definitely have to meet him in person. But it's, you know, I remember like being like, what do you need? And you're like, nothing. Like, I just feel bad asking. I was like, don't feel bad. Because, yeah. like, if I was in that position, I would want, you know, yeah. people to help me as well. Not that you, like, you need their help per se, but you also no. just need the, like, the love and support of people yeah. around you. Because yeah. so you are in a foreign country. You are, you know, yeah. experiencing all this. And, you know, you went through the... How long were you there the first time? The first time it was a week. The second operation yeah. was two weeks in hospital. Yeah, so you had one week... Finally got out. Yeah, and I was healing. I was at sunset. Yeah. I was like, well, at that point, looking back now, I was not healing, you know? <laughs> yeah. You were just hopeful healing. We were hopeful healing. Yeah. I was like, not seeing it as serious as it was. Ended up back in hospital. Like, no fault of mine. It was just an infection that came up. Yeah. Um, and then it was two weeks. Feeding tube, like, even more intense yeah, that time. So it was another surgery. Oh, about. God, yeah, yeah. And that time, they were like, you're only allowed one person to visit. Yeah. Which was, like, hectic. And then there was the third surgery. Mm-hmm. And now 
Like, yeah. Yeah. So how long ago was the third one now? Eight weeks ago. Which okay. is crazy to think that, that it was three months since the first one, eight weeks since. Yeah. Yeah. God. It was like that first month was like a whirlwind of, I remember it was like an up and down for you constantly. Of yeah, just like, I'm just getting better or not, I'm getting better yeah. or not. And it's like, it is hard because we don't live in a first world country in terms of like, not even healthcare, because obviously they did a really good job. They did and an stuff. amazing job. But, you know, you're on a bike, you're in the dirt, like, you know, it's, yeah. it's not easy to just keep your mouth shut all the time and just no, hope no, the best no. and still you have food like you're still have to swallow yeah. things you have to drink things so it's not like it's constantly dry it's like a no. it's an entirely wet area that's trying to heal yeah, yeah, yeah. which takes like three 30 times more yeah. you know to do so than just your normal like Honestly, cut on your like, arm or something yeah and like and also like not being able to communicate to the doctors because there's been a lot of times where I was like I feel like this and they were like yeah 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 and it's like no no really like my jaw is falling apart yeah. like can you please like give me some help you know yeah. so it's also that like go, coming to friends and being like holy fuck like I just need someone to listen to me because also the time zone you know yeah. like I wasn't even able to speak to my friends much well I wasn't able to speak because yeah. I couldn't speak on the phone so I was literally just only speaking to people who would come around yeah. and then that would be my exercise for the day yeah, I remember, like, you would, even if we came over to visit you, it'd be, like, maybe, like, an hour or so, and just, yeah. like, obviously, you were talking through your teeth, and then after a bit, you'd be, like, okay, I'm sleepy, guys. God, it feels so weird like, to do that now. Like, yeah, like, right? I really train myself, but now. Yeah, but, like, I mean, you were fully doing it, but I remember, like, it would wipe you out, Yeah, and you'd be, like, okay, that, like, thanks for visiting. <laughs> you can leave I need now. to go to bed now, because talking was just a lot. And like that, not being able to work, not being able to do anything and watching everybody. I mean, it's, it's hard enough at home going through that, I'm sure. But then watching everyone live their life in Bali as well, yeah. through the window, like, like ah, I can't so, go yeah, out. Like little... But it's shown me a lot of like, you know, it's okay to miss out. Well, in inverted commas, miss out because you're never really missing anything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like it also showed me the people that are really going to stick around are really going to stick around. You know, like we're still friends. Yeah. You know, there are people in my life that, unfortunately no problem but like are not yeah my friends anymore like we're not connected which is fine but you do see who's there in those times when you're not available to actually give out really anything you're just like a a being you know yeah yeah yeah. that you see who's there i think it's so true in life even like traveling or at home or whatever like when you go through those moments like you can kind of see who you know who cares and stuff and obviously like people have their own lives and you know things do happen and whatnot but the same time it's not hard to like send someone a text and be like how are you doing how are you feeling I mean like it's it's little things that people forget to do that end up like meaning a lot in the end you know what I mean and it's it's having that understanding that someone else is like in a position where if you were in you would hope they would do the same for you yeah but people are like oh I have my life or I have this or I have that and it's like yeah of course you do but you can still like be supportive in some sort of way yeah. even if it's not coming around every single day it's just checking in it's just like, being there you know 100% so how long has it been now that you've been able to open Ooh. your mouth and actually talk well I had the, I was alright after the third surgery a little bit but I think the past couple of weeks have been like starting to like chew and things mm. and I mean I was told this was going to be a six week process yeah he was like six weeks you know and I was like yay six weeks like we can do this I'm taking a break like three months later yeah and, like I'm still not you know like I'm still like that I can feel it you know I'm talking mm-hmm. to you now I can feel that something's up like there's yeah. nerve damage there's like tension 
but I mean it's one of those things it's going to be a process and I don't think I accepted that at the beginning of like you're not going to feel like you for a while you know yeah. like you're not going to you know feel 100% and be able to do the things you do and I mean I'm quite active so I'm like oh god I can't do all these things but even being able to drive my bike again that was like a rank up in I life, gave you, you know? so much props for that like I, so I love many, my bike I know, you know so many people like who crash you know I know people yeah. who refuse to get on the bike and they had like a minor crash you know yeah, yeah, like yeah. I crashed my bike when I first got here in January and yours was quite gnarly as well yeah luckily it was no I, I was just like bruise, oh my god my entire leg was purple like <laughs> that I would I couldn't go in public like I was I like, could not relate in terms it's not the right word but understand a sense a small feeling of what it felt like of going course. out because like you had the nerve damage obviously and like you were self-conscious and like I obviously only had bruises but the bruises were the size of footballs on my leg yeah but it's people and people would stop me and be like what happened to you are you okay what happened oh my god or like whoa ew and i'm like well thank you like yeah like why i can't i can't really you know do anything about it but when i crashed and i i crashed and i got right back up and was like all right we gotta get home like get on back on the bike get home whatever but i have friends here who have crashed and they refuse like i have a friend who like literally they just get a car or they ride a bicycle everywhere. Okay. And I'm like, I can't imagine just being dependent on no, that couldn't. all the time. I need to like have that freedom. And it's that, and it is a metaphor of like, okay, well, yeah, you fell off, right? Like you crashed, you did whatever, but how long is it going to take you to get back on? Because ultimately, like, if you don't, what are you going to do? And it's the same with everything in life. It's like, well, I mean, the chances of me, like, touch wood, not trying to manifest that again, but the chances of me then having a second one, because, of course, I'm wary as hell now, which I kind of needed that. You know, I've been driving a bike for four or five years now. So maybe I got a little bit, you know, too comfortable on the bike. Yeah, a little too confident. Yeah, which I'll admit, but, you know, it's that, like, well, one, it's like a hobby of mine I love bikes like period like motorbikes are a passion of mine Mm -hmm. so for me it was like well it's like someone telling me not to work anymore and do what I love it's like oh why like just because it hurt me like I've gone through so much hell with the the field I'm working in but I'm still gonna keep going through hell if I have to you know so yeah yeah I think it's definitely like one of those things people don't want. Like, obviously, it's going to trigger you in some moments. Yeah. It's going to give you anxiety in the beginning. Yeah. But, like, you will get over it if mm-hmm. you kind of move past it. I think that's with a lot of things in life. Yeah, even yeah. if it's, you know, not a motorbike crash. Even if it's taking, like, a new step towards something different or yeah. leaving your job and, you know, going to travel or move or whatever it may be. Like, there will always be that anxiety moment and there will always be that, like, yeah. triggering feeling. But you have two choices like you can either live in that fear and live in you know the doubt and the worry and the overwhelm or you can just be like well probably gonna scare the shit out of myself like yeah. I'm, I'm gonna do it and then you like move past it and the growth you could have from that is so much more yeah because it's chain reaction once you've jumped once like you know it's like it's literally like jumping off a cliff when you're like cliff jumping and it's like oh and then you jump in and you're like whoa let me try again you know yeah. because the first time you're like oh my god that looks so high like am I gonna and then you do it once and all that fear is shredded away and then you're just like all right cool like yeah I want to do I'll do it again and again and again now 100% let's go higher yep you know but I think like so many people don't do it you know and coming from like something that obviously was traumatic and you know affected your life and your experience in Bali and stuff but like to learn and grow from it is you know massive like you I watched from you know talking to you to from your stories and stuff like 
obviously there are moments of struggles and stuff, but like mm-hmm. the strength you had through all of it was like very commendable in terms of just being able to like, be like, this has happened. Okay, this has happened. Yeah. Can't change it. This is my life right now. And I'm going to like keep moving my butt towards what I want to do and like who I want to be and just yeah. remember that and not like forget it yeah. because of something that happened to you. Yeah, because I could have easily, I could have easily just shut everything down. I could have packed up, gone home. Like the, the amount of times my parents were like, do you want to come home? Yeah. And I was like, no, because that's not my life. So if I can stay here, like, yeah, because my healing will be elevated here because even though I am like alone, this is my life. So what am I going to do if I go home? Yeah. Be, be more miserable? Like at least I'm in bodily healing, you know? Yeah. And yeah, like, and I just saw it as, you know what? I, I compared it to so many people who are really successful. And I was like, if you actually look at the backstories of a lot of lot of successful people, they've all been through hell in some way. Yeah. And it's like, well, it literally only makes you stronger. It's literally what you choose. It's a choice with everything. Like what you choose to do with the situation you're handed mm-hmm. is exactly what you're given. And I literally could have shut the doors. I could still, like people would still understand if I wasn't doing anything now. But it, it's not what I do. And actually like my passion lies in what I do. Yeah. So the sooner I could get back to it, the better because... I was miserable. I was like hitting depression on the third operation because, and I could feel myself go into it. So I was like, oh no, like I've done so well so far. And I was like, now I don't want to like get out of bed. And I was like, oh God, something's got to shift. Something's got to shift. And that's when I had that like, no, I need to get out because the self-conscious stuff started to come in of like, oh my God, I look different. People are going to, and like you said, with your bruises and stuff, but the opposite's happening now. I was on the beach the other day and a frisbee flew past my face and this guy was like, do you want to play with us? Yeah. And I was like, sorry, I can't. I've got to avoid flying objects right now. <laughs> and he was like, why? And I was like, I've got a jaw injury. Expecting him to be like, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, why are you lying? And I was like, <laughs> I'm not lying. He was like, well, I can't tell. And I was like, really? Yeah. Like, oh my God. And then it shows you all the self-image stuff that we go through and like, and it ties in with that fear of like going traveling, the fear of leaving a place because it's like, what are people going to think? Like, oh, yeah. I'm going to look like this way or this way. And it's the same with the body as it is with action, yeah. you know? 110%. Which is crazy. And I think it's the reason I got through this so, e- well, not easy at all, <laughs> easier, yeah. um, is that I'd already taken all those leaps yeah. to get here to do the rest of the shit you know so yeah did you ever have a moment where you're like maybe I should go home yeah multiple like I would literally be the biggest liar in the world if <laughs> I mean at the well, beginning I think it's important to talk about because absolutely. I think you know we can sit here and say oh my like God, absolutely I did it I was a strong whatever but I think there is also like a no. lot of strength in the vulnerability of being like I actually did go through the you know the oh pitfalls God, so of everything times. yeah like to be honest first surgery I wasn't even like believing that I was sick you know I was like let's yeah. go S- second surgery I was kind of like fuck this is this is hectic um and my mum kept saying to me like do you need me because I need you you know yeah. like she wanted to be here she wanted me to come home and the thing is I couldn't fly at some stages because yeah. my jaw was like in bits so yeah. uh, and then the third one it was the third one when they were like we're gonna have to operate again and I was like oh, you know like <sighs> and then they, they handed me a note that was like fit to fly Oh, and I was like is this a sign you know yeah you know so many and I was like do I just go home and have it over with and see some English doctors you know what do I do and I was missing my parents at this point I was like shit you know like should I just go home and I was hitting depression yeah. because it was like setback and, and I'd started to like 
think about working again and it was like another one so at that point there was a few days I remember there being a week where I stayed in bed a few days I kind of shut everyone out didn't really text anyone back um Mm -hmm. which is okay by the way you know it absolutely is um and I was resisting that as well I was like oh no you can't be depressed and I was like no I need to feel this this is why it's coming through and I remember ringing my mum being like mum I think I need you now yeah and I was like mum I think I and actually all I needed was to break down yeah and express that I needed someone and express that I didn't have this like I I I ain't got this right now because I'm that strong person and I am a strong person so people expect me to have it together all the time and mm-hmm. I think a lot of my friends didn't show up for me because they expected me, you got this, you know, yeah. B's got this. And I was like, no, actually, I don't got this this month. Like, yeah. I'm really losing my shit and I need my friends. And that was hard because I, I felt alone. Yeah. And, but yeah, like I questioned it. I looked at flights, like it got that far where I pulled it up. Yeah. And I was like, do I? And then I was like, but then what am I going to do at home? Yeah. And actually that's when I started to heal more because... I started to be like, you know what? This is the situation. I can always go home if I need to, but I'm not going to go home unless surgery calls for it. Yeah. You know, like, unless I need to get, like, specialist help at home because this is my life. Yeah. You know, like, home is not... You're born there, yeah, but, like, that's not where my soul feels happy. If anything, I would go to Vietnam, you know? But, yeah, it was hard. Like, really fucking hard. What do you think was, like, the one thing that kept you, like, going through it all? Like, kept you, like... I didn't pause it, just like, you know, like chugging along on this, you know, journey. Knowing that this is going to bring me to an even higher, like, level of just me, you know, like, I knew that I was not going to let this put me down because I could have easily just, like, packed in, let depression overwhelm me Mm -hmm. and just, I don't know. I I don't, I don't know. But, like, I, the whole thing I held, and I mean, in my line of work as well, it's like, well, how many people am I going to be able to help with this experience? And if I show this experience of like, this is what it looks like to actually go through it. Like, I'm not just going to tell you I can help you in this aspect. Like, I'm going to show you exactly what it takes for me to go through it as well. Yeah. I knew it was going to transmute into like something huge. Mm-hmm. And like ever since, it's been incredible. Like, it's changed my whole way of being. Like, I was so in my masculine of like do 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 rushing doing so much like a to-do list the size of like you know whatever and I couldn't do it all and now I'm a lot more like let's just flow yeah it taught me to slow down and like that's actually the biggest blessing and people turn around to me now and I'm like this is the best thing that's ever happened to me and they're like are you actually wild and I'm like no it really is but also it's it's horrible but it will be the thing I look back on and go that changed my life for the better yeah you know 100%. I think it's like, it's important to look at those moments and be like, okay, so this happened, but this is going to make, like, I know at the end, the person going to be at the end of this is going to be like, you know, even stronger than Mm. I was before. I also want to talk about your, the, I don't know what the word is. Not ironic, but your tattoo. Oh my God. This one? Yeah. The one with the... Yeah. So, like, I'm quite the spiritual woo-woo witchy vibes. Like, I love a bit of that. Um, And I'm really into synchronicity. So the voices, the messages, your intuition, like, I'm very much led by intuition, especially now. So that night that we went out. Yeah, yeah, fuck. Um, (laughs) That night I was meant to have dinner with my friend and then I decided I was going to go out with Christina and 
I don't know, like, I just wasn't really feeling it, but I wanted to push myself to meet new people because I do have social anxiety as well. Yeah. So that was an element of like, come on, like break through your comfort zone. And um, as I was leaving the house, I remember it, I grabbed my bag. It was this bag, which ended up covered in blood. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. I was going through it. And I still it used it. Hospital, like, yeah. people are like, are you, you're wild. I'm like, I love this bag. Yeah. Um, grabbed the bag, walked out my door and my intuition was like, don't, don't go. And I was like, don't tell me what to do. I'm going to go. Yeah. Got on the bike and it was still like, Ugh. and um, got to yours, went out. And um, yeah, so when I crashed, I was actually quite lucky that, I mean, I smashed my face up, but yeah. the rest of my body was completely unharmed. Which so was crazy. Yeah, like, but it's even more crazy that like I'm covered in tattoos. I've got about 22 tattoos, I think. Um, and on my right arm is like almost a sleeve. And I do have a tattoo that's like, there is a voice that doesn't use words, listen, which is like a reflection of my intuition. And I have a scar where like, basically I landed on my face and I must have hit the other person's bike. They're okay, by the way, the other person's (laughs) bike on the way down and I sliced my arm. And the only part of the tattoo that I sliced was the word voice. And it was on that, there is a voice that doesn't use words, listen, and it sliced the word voice. And it's literally like a clean slice, right? Like yeah. straight through, yeah. um, missed a big artery by an inch thank almost. God. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was funny because the whole night leading up to that, it was like, listen to your intuition. My whole theme of like things that I was kind of playing with my intuition, it was like, I'd listen if I wanted to, or I wouldn't. And it just showed me when I looked down, I was like, I broke my jaw, you know, I can't, like, what is this? And then everybody I've seen since, like very intuitive people have been like, you need to express more. You need to use your voice more. You need to like, and all this thing points back to voice. And I was like, how can I not believe that this this was happening for me when I literally was given a sign on my arm? Yeah. You know, and it took me away from my work. It, it, It made me retract from the world. Because if I'd have broke my arm, like, no no way would I have been, you know, able to rest in the way that yeah. I was. So that was also, like, yeah, wild, wild, you know. I know. Remember when you told me that, I was like, oh my god, it's so, like, just strange how those things happen. I will, one thing I will never forget is you, that picture that you sent the night that, or the day after. Because the people who found you on the road oh, took you into a cab and so that's what happened see you're telling me things that i haven't even <laughs> the cab okay yeah so because i remember whoever being sat found, in the back. yeah so whoever found you in the road it was a nice couple yeah you told me that yeah they whatever took you in the cab and then um i guess you either asked for a picture or had a ticket or they were taking a picture of you to send to your, i don't know your friends and you look so happy and you're covered in blood like just absolutely covered and you're just like I'm okay. <laughs> and I was like, I think okay. adre- I think her adrenaline's running so oh, high right yeah. now. That, I like, remember like she doesn't realize like my blood on my face and being like, I'm a warrior woman. <laughs> and like, yes, of course, but I hadn't I didn't know at that point that Yeah, well your adrenaline's bro- running so high, like you're just like I think also because when I crashed, like I actually don't remember no. my crash. Like I remember getting up from it and I remember being like, Whoa, like what just happened? But I couldn't tell you from the moment that I turned the corner and hit a puddle yeah. of gravel and I went to a stop, the moment I hit that break and the moment of getting up, I have nothing in between no. because I think our brains 
tend to just black things out yeah. um, when they don't remember it or if it's traumatic or, you know, most people have traumatic injuries and will never remember what yeah, actually no, happened. Yeah, no, no, no. I still haven't remembered. And I just drove past where it happened. Yeah. And I was shy. I was looking to see if, like, I remembered anything, but it's pitch black. So, but I'm glad because now I don't have trauma, trauma getting back on the bike. Yeah. Which I'm so glad about, but I do have a little bit of, like, I don't know, um, trauma surrounding the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> because I remember that yeah. shit, you know? But it is crazy what your brain can, like, kind of block out. And, yeah. like, your adrenaline running so high. Like, I remember I got up and I was like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And yeah. I walked, I drove to our villa and I walked in and my roommate, Davina, was already there. And she was like, you looked absolutely terrifying. She was like, you were covered in blood, like, covered in dirt. And I was just like, I got in a motorbike accident because I feel like, and I don't know if it's you, like, my, when I like, go through things, my, you know, channel's always, like, humor. Like, yeah, I could be yeah, in the yeah, worst pain yeah. and I'll, like, make a joke because I, I just don't like know what else to do. do. I was like, so please like, Scott. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, woo, a motorbike accident, guys. Like, Can you tell? Like, yeah, and like, they're like, please sit down. Like, you're bleeding everywhere, uh, whatever. Uh, yeah. And obviously, it took care of me. But I think, like, same thing, like, when your adrenaline's running so high, you're just like, I'm alive, so it's fine. Like, everything's fine. And then when it finally settles down, you're like, ooh, I'm not fine. Like, no, like I'm, I'm not, really not good okay. at all. Yeah, it only hit me when I, I had the CT scan. And yeah. they were like, um, we'd like to inform you that you've uh, broken your jaw in three places. And then they showed me it, and I was like, holy cow. Wow. You need yeah. surgery. I remember yeah. you sending me all the x-rays. And luckily, like, I mean, luckily, I worked in orthopedics for years yeah. beforehand. So I was like, oh, yeah, like, it's broken there, there, whatever. And you're like, thank God you can help, like, I read know, this. because these guys aren't telling me anything. Yeah, it God. is. Yeah, it was a wild, you know, ride for you. Like, I, you know. But the takeaways, I'm sure, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not make it worth it. I wouldn't say that because nothing's ever, like, that experience is not yeah. worthwhile. I've been like... Definitely got to hit that off my bucket list. I mean, yeah. And I said to my family, I was like, well, at least like, you know, maybe I've had my hospitalization for my human experience. Like, that's I'm it. just going to grow old now until yeah. like 105 and then die. You know, like, that's going to be fine. Yeah. But no, it, it's been hectic. And I was always that person that was like, I've never broke a bone. Like, I've never. But the universe yeah, was like, so you just wait, honey. Yeah, you know, right. Like, I'm in. We're going to do you big time. And I remember the first post that I wrote for 2021 on New Year's Day was, whatever you've got, come at me. Like, whatever you've got for me 2021, come at me. Yeah, they came at you really fucking hard. Like, (laughs) oh no, like, be careful what you speak. Right, it is, it is so true. But I think, like, obviously, with working in, you know, personal development and NLP and stuff like that, like, what do you think are the biggest takeaways that you were able to have from this experience to, like, kind of continue on your journey or you know in the future help people with their own kind of stuff well it's that dedication that I mean if this would have happened to me three years ago I would not have been in this place like I would not have been I wouldn't be here I'd have ran home defo yeah I'd have had them (laughs) airlift me home you know but it was the work and I said it was the work I've done because I've reprogrammed my mind to go to a positive scenario So what can I take from this? Like, how can I reframe this to benefit me instead of what is going wrong? So yes, I've smashed my face into the floor. Well, what are the perks? I'm alive. I have no brain damage. Like, I will be fine. Yes, of course, it's uncomfortable. I'm speaking to you right now. My jaw keeps going out of place. But there's a fix, you know? And it's that shift of, like, the work I've put in. So personal development is everything. It really is everything. Because if you're not doing that work on yourself you're in the same place the whole time and you're allowing your mind, I mean, we're, we're conditioned, yeah. like, period, to 
think of the worst case scenario. That's the way the world works. We're all in our minds. And once we actually get out of that, or we we're able to reprogram and navigate that. So I was learning what I did at the most perfect time. I started to really delve deep into NLP. Yeah. Like, which is explain neuro linguistic programming, which is working with the mind, like reprogramming all the subconscious blocks we've got from usually childhood. Um, it's amazing it's really amazing but um i had actually bought that course like january 2020 mm-hmm. and i hadn't really touched on it until around november yeah and i'd started to really delve deep into that and the techniques i used on myself were what i used to get through this process yeah so now when i'm doing it with others it's like no like i fully this this shit is real and it's yeah. so simple but it's so real and it can save your life yeah because it, it saved mine like of course i survived it the accident but I could have literally lost myself completely yeah. in that process. The mental you know? health part of it, you know. Yeah, I could have lost my whole personality. I could have just gone to... I mean, I've spoke to people who have reached out to me and been like, I don't know how you've done this because I was in depression for four years after my accident. Yeah. And also, I didn't heal, obviously, because, I mean, I've it's been 12 weeks, but I've healed at a fucking incredible rate yeah. considering I've had three invasive surgeries. Yeah. I'm... Like, people are reaching out to me and saying they've had similar things where it took them years because they weren't believing they could heal. They weren't doing what they, like I'm I'm constantly each day visualizing myself better. Yeah. Or like thinking about what I'm gonna do when I'm better. And so I'm getting better, you know? And it's it's incredible. And it's a blessing to me in this line of work because now I can really help other people, you know? Yeah. So if someone went through something, maybe not motorbike accident, but like traumatic and you know, they're in that space of like what, you know, how can I help myself? What do I do? Like, what would be your number one piece of advice to like tell them while they're going through something like really hard, like you did in terms of just like the mental health aspect of it? Cause obviously there is physical healing and yeah. you will heal over time. But I think the mental healing is the one that takes the longest because, yeah, absolutely. you know, it's kind of, it can be the hardest one of them mm-hmm, all. Mm-hmm. So what would be your biggest like piece of advice for someone going through, you know, something difficult in that time? For me, like, it's that bringing yourself back I mean I would I would give them obviously like techniques to use but if it was just someone like asking me straight up now yeah like what's the biggest thing you've learned is to bring yourself back to the present moment because like the things that have happened have happened the things that are going to happen you have no idea and our mind is our like best friend and our worst enemy yeah. and how you choose to create that narrative I mean we tell ourselves thousands of stories each day you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to die. I'm going to get better. I'm going to, you know, all these things that can go through, you know, like, oh, I'm, I'm never going to love again, you know, like oh, yeah. whatever topic you want to, of course you want to touch on with it. Um, but if you bring yourself back to like, okay, where am I at right now? Yeah. My heart's broken. My jaw's broken. Like my job, I've lost my job. Yeah. Right. I'm here right now. And what do I choose? Like there's the cause and effect, which is NLP, but it's the Mm. same in everything. Like we choose as human beings to become a victim of our experience a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And we are always at cause. So your boyfriend's broken up with you, then you're still at cause because maybe you've not caused it, but you're still at cause for what you choose to do moving forward. Yeah. So you've always got that choice. And I, like, I'm just like, oh, goosebumps. Because <laughs> you've always got a choice. Do I choose to take the scenario that I've got in my hands in my life and be like, okay, I can move forward and I can learn from it and I can transmute it into something that's going to benefit me. Or I can just like play the victim and sit with it and like let it take over my life. Yeah. That choice is yours. And learning to become present and aware is how you get to make that choice. Because it's like, unless you've got awareness of 
oh, I actually do have a, a choice yeah. of how I decide to choose to experience this, then you, you're just going to let the narratives in your head like yeah. go wild. Get lost. So yeah. it would be practicing awareness, which can be meditation, you know, like books, getting a coach, yeah. <laughs> you know, which is, yeah, for me, that was the thing that transformed me, you know, like, yeah. um, but mostly just like staying committed to yourself. You know, like committed to like I'm learning. I'm more like you know I'm gonna fail. I'll pick myself back up, but ultimately I'm gonna choose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, I think there's so much that obviously like you learned, and so much like obviously you can give to people now in terms of yeah. like you went through this massive traumatic you know experience that now has made you a stronger and even like better person in terms of like what you want and yeah. like your goals and dreams and all that kind of stuff. But it's been crazy like watching you know from a not from afar, but, you know, not being physically in it, yeah. you know, everything. But I commend you so much on, like, every like the strength of it all. Because I know, like, I don't know if I would have survived it. Like, obviously, Bali is, like, home, you know, yeah. to most of us. But when you're, like, when you don't have your, like, your mom and your dad, even as you're, like, late 20s, you're like, right. I still oh, want mom yeah, and dad. Like, <laughs> like, when things go wrong. And a child is like, I just need my mom. Yeah. You know, definitely. 100%. But to, like, watch, you know, you stick in it and just be like, this is where, you know, my soul feels home. This is where I know I can, you know, recover the best, even if it doesn't have my immediate family. And, like, now, obviously, so your dad's going to come visit and stuff. Yeah, like, they can always come. And it'll just be, like, a, you know, a beautiful, like, full circle of, like, what actually happened. Um, But, you know, it's been a journey you'll never forget, that's for sure. Yeah. And, I mean, it's so funny because... I the whole time people were like why do you want to move to Bali and I was like I don't know I just need to move there there's just something for me there yeah and I was like I was thinking like you know like some cool shit you know I mean yep. which has been true but not this experiences but, but I mean and... again it's one of those things where it's like this has changed my life yeah and it's made me learn so much and I will not like take anything for granted anymore yeah because I literally got given a second chance like I literally got given my life yeah so you know yeah. yeah so now it's just like now the power you have is to help not only yourself but like other people through their own journeys is you know yeah. incredible so it's like you have this you know vice and this tool to kind of use it as a way to be like you know i'm here like make your mark and yeah kind of run with and it. it's evidence because like it's nice to show people you know like i'm not just telling you like yeah. i really have been there and i really do resonate and like I, I really can help you. So, yeah, you know, like here's 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 my life, and you choose if you if you, if you need help, then I'm here. And like that's why I shared it because yeah. I was terrified to share it. Yeah, I was terrified to show up and be like swollen. And even yeah. now I'm like shit, I'm swollen. But like, I know I'll look back and be like, yo, remember that time I was swollen? Like, yeah. and I didn't. <laughs> but 100%. it's gonna help someone, you know. Exactly. Yeah, that's a part of all. Now, another beautiful soul in Bali that I have been had I had the joy of meeting, and obviously becoming friends with and stuff. And now I'm excited because like you're back out and about and like yeah. slowly doing things, so we can continue on our Bali experience, yeah. living life. But um, thank you so much for coming on. I had you're welcome. Thank you. Such for a me. powerful story. It's actually the first time I spoke about it too. Is it? Because I've not done my life on Instagram yet. Like mm. I haven't. I, I'm waiting for that. It's just yeah. something doesn't feel right to share it yet. Yeah. And I was like, what do I say? But like, it's been really nice to just 
speak about it so it's actually the first time i spoke about it there we go special yeah (laughs) first insider yeah right insider scoop onto the story Mm. um but yeah thanks so much for coming on i hope you had an amazing time sharing your story so many people are gonna gonna listen they're gonna be obviously moved by it and yeah Yeah. big things coming you know yeah absolutely for both of us definitely we'll see where it takes us this bali life (laughs) (laughs) well everyone thank you for listening Listen up for next week's episode. We have another guest coming on. It's going to be so good. So many good souls in Bali that I can't wait to share with everyone. Thanks for listening. See you guys soon. All right. If you are a new or aspiring entrepreneur who dreams of freedom and working from anywhere in the world, click the link below and book a free discover call with me where we will break down the exact steps you need to take to make that dream life of yours an actual reality so we can get you started on the journey to becoming a digital nomad.